I want to encourage you today as we're here uh, to, to think about how you can participate in what we're doing in our Thursday men's lunch. And I'll tell you, what we're going to do is we're going to consistently uh, speak the Word of God. We're going to teach the Word of God. I think it's a tremendous thing for men to come and hear. This is what God has said in His Word. This is what it looks like for us as men to walk, to live as followers of Jesus Christ. And how you can participate in that uh, is to invite folks to bring you. And I say that every week, but I'm going to tell you, what a tremendous thing for, for double this amount to come and hear what God is saying and what God has said. And so uh, you can participate in what we're doing. If you see value in what it is we're doing in our men's lunch, to call somebody, to invite somebody, to find somebody, and, and bring them every single Thursday uh, to our men's lunch. Today I'm going to uh, preach this, this afternoon uh, on my favorite verses in all of the Bible. I uh, have a bunch of verses that I love. There's a lot of verses that I, that I look to. Sometimes uh, that list is changing. There's times that I, I like these verses or I love those verses. And there's times that at other times that things are going on and I look to these verses. Uh, but these truly are my favorite verses um, in, all, in all of Scripture. These, these verses I'm going to preach on today. Uh, I have, I was looking, literally uh, preached on them a couple of hundred times. Uh, these are the verses that I use at every funeral that I've ever preached. Uh, I may have other verses, but I do not preach a funeral that I don't come back uh, to this set of verses. And, and really, I love the message of these verses. I love the truth of these verses. Those verses today are John chapter 14, uh, verses 1 through six. Now we're going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to ask if you would stand as I read those verses today, and then I'm going to go back and move through those verses. So again, John chapter 14 today, verses one through six. The Word of God says this. Jesus is speaking. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Verse 5, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How do we know the way? And then verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. You may be seated. All right, we're going we're gonna to walk through those verses today. First, I uh, need to see the context for those verses. The, these verses are some of the last teachings and really some of the last words from Jesus Christ. Uh, this is actually the night of his arrest. He is going to be arrested on this night. The next day, the day after this, he will be brutally crucified on the cross of Calvary. So understand, these words are in his last, most likely, 18 hours. 18 hours from speaking these words, he will be nailed to the Roman cross. At this point, Jesus is talking to the disciples that he loves. Now, this isn't a conversation that he's having with a lot of people. He's assembled there in the upper room. He's had the, the last Passover. He's instituted the, 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 the Lord's Supper. Uh, Judas has now gone out, and he's talking to those disciples that he loves. Uh, think about this. In the next hours, and really if you want to think about it, the next months and, and weeks and, and years, they're going to see unimaginable things especially in the next few hours. Uh, unimaginable things are they going to have to endure themselves. 
And Jesus, at this point, hours before his death, is telling them what to expect. And so understand today, these are very heavy words. These are very profound words from Jesus, just hours of going to the cross of Calvary. Imagine the weight that is on Jesus as he speaks these words. He's concerned about them. He's concerned about these that he's trained. He's concerned for the the things that they're going to feel, that they're going to see. He's also concerned for himself. Uh, Very shortly in the garden, he's going to say, if there's any other way, if there's another way, remove this cup. And so heavy weight is resting upon Jesus. And in that context, he speaks these words. Let's go through it, starting in verse 1. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus starts, and all that is about to happen, all that is about that they're, they're about to see, uh, so much of it they're not even going to be able to understand as it happens. Jesus says to them, do not let your heart be troubled. You see, in the next hours, their hearts are going to be tempted uh, to be angry. Their hearts are going to be tempted to be anxious, to be stress-filled. Their hearts, at some point, are going to be tempted to be broken. After that, their hearts are going to be tempted to be filled with fear. And so so Jesus says here, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus starts off and he says, look to me, trust me, rest in me. All this worry that's coming, all this grief, anxiety, all the pain that is coming, Jesus says, look to me, rest in me. Do not let your heart be troubled. Verse two, in my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. Verse two is an awesome, awesome, uh, tremendous verse. In verse two, Jesus tells them what is about to happen. He says this, In my Father's house are many dwelling places. Now, uh, other translations, the King James translation says, in my Father's house are many mansions. And I've always loved that. I always loved the word mansion. Uh, The song, I've got a mansion just over the the hilltop. And I've liked the idea that, you know what, we've got a mansion in glory and there's a, a mansion there in heaven. Here's the problem. It doesn't actually translate mansion it actually translates dwelling places. It literally translates rooms. Now I want you to see this. Now follow with me. This is so much better. There is one mansion, the Father's mansion, but in his mansion there are many rooms. Now I want you to see why that's better. There's only one mansion, but you know what? Because of Jesus Christ, I've got a room in the Father's mansion. I'll just tell you, You could have a mansion down the street, but I'm staying in the Father's mansion. Then he says this, if it were not so, I would have told you. If it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus says, trust in this. Jesus says, this is how it is. You can take it to the bank. He's laying it out for him. Trust in this. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go, listen very carefully to these words. For I go to prepare a place for you. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. Listen, some of the most misunderstood verses in the Bible. And we're missing a tremendous thing when we misunderstand these verses. For I go to prepare a place for you. Now, when we hear that, uh, we, we have this picture that Jesus goes to heaven and Jesus prepares our place there. And someday when he gets our place ready, that he's going to come and get us. And I've heard that uh, from preachers. I've heard that in sermons. I've heard that at a whole bunch of funerals. You know what? Jesus has gone to heaven and he's preparing a place for you there. And when your place is ready, he's going to come and take you to that place. Now, I have to tell you, that's not it at all. Remember the context. Jesus is not going to heaven to make ready our place. No, he's going to the cross to prepare our place. Do you see how important that is? He doesn't say, you know what, I'm going to heaven and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to build the dangest place and I'll come back and receive you there. He says, I'm leaving here to go and prepare a place there and the place he's going to is the cross of Calvary. You see today, it is at the cross of Calvary where our debt is paid. It is at the cross of Calvary where our sin is reconciled with the holy God. It is at the cross of Calvary where our rooms in the Father's mansion are secured. He says, I'm going from here to prepare a place for you. He's talking about the cross of Calvary. It's not going to be built with a framer's hammer, but it is secured in an executioner's hammer. It is at the cross of Calvary that our place in heaven is secured. Verse 3. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am... There you may be also. Listen to that again. If I go and prepare a place for you, if I go to the cross, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Listen very carefully. This is our promise as believers. This is what we cling to. This is the hope that we have as followers of Jesus Christ. This is how we endure hard days. This is how we keep our hearts from being troubled. Jesus goes to the cross, he prepares our place, and listen, just as sure as there is a cross, just as sure as they could hear the hammer ring out that day, just as sure as his blood flowed down that cross, just as sure as he was executed on the cross of Calvary, Jesus says, just as sure as you are of that, you be sure I will come again, and I will receive you into myself, that where I am, there you may be also, man, I want you to understand this. When we die, we are with Jesus. I believe that authority of God's word. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. When you die, not because you did good things, not because you cleaned up your act, but because of the grace of God shown through the cross of Jesus Christ, when you die, you close your eyes here in death, you are present with our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus gives us that promise. We talk about the good news. We talk about being people of the good news. We talk about the gospel, the gospel that translates as good news. Listen, that is good news. That is how we endure. That is the hope that we have as believers. Not in any work of ourselves, but in the finished work of the cross of Calvary, we will be with Jesus for eternity. Verse 4. 
And you know the way where I'm going. Very interesting verse. And you know the way where I'm going. And here's what I take from that. Jesus wants them to join him there. You know what? You're about to see some things you can't understand. You're about to see some things that break your heart. There's going to be some hard hours, some hard days ahead. But you know what? I want you to join me. And you know the way where I'm going. Verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How do we know the way? Now, I want to stop and slow down right here for just a second. Some people look down on Thomas. Uh, he's, he's forever called Doubting Thomas. Uh, some people have a bad image of Thomas. Let me tell you this. I don't look down on Thomas. In fact, I'll just tell you I love Thomas. Uh, you know why I love Thomas? Number one, Thomas is honest. We live in a world of fakes. Uh, we live in a world of frauds. We live in a world of posers. And you know what? Thomas is honest. Thomas, Thomas just tells him real, Lord, I don't know where you're going. Well, listen, I, I've been telling you, Thomas just says, I don't know where you're going. I love Thomas. I love that he's real. The second thing I love about Thomas is this. We see from this verse, we see later on also, he wants to be where Jesus is. He wants to be where Jesus is. You know, they may have been thinking the same thing, but they sit there silently. He says, Lord, how do we know the way? He wants to be where Jesus is. Lord, don't leave here and not tell us the way. Lord, I don't know where you're going. Be sure and tell me the way. He wants to be where Jesus is. Verse six. And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Listen today. We have a way. Jesus made a way. We have a way. He is the truth. We have a way in Jesus Christ. The only way to have peace with the holy God, the only answer for sin is Jesus Christ. He says, you know what, don't let your heart be troubled. You know what, you're going to see things that don't make any sense. You know what the promise is? I've gone to this cross, and there I've paid for your sin. I've paid for the shame of your sin, the penalty of your sin. I took God's wrath upon myself, and in doing so, I've bought you a room in the Father's mansion. And he says, you know what, there's access. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is this, we have a way. We have hope today. When you sit here today, you know what? I don't care what your past is. I don't care what your sin is. We have a way paid for in the cross of Jesus Christ. We ought to leave of all people excited, pointing to the truth of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Glad you were here today. I'm going to ask if you'll stand, please. Let's pray. Dear Father, we come today and I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the hope that we have in you. I'm thankful as we look around, we see a cruddy world, a, a rotten world. We see as, as sin seems to be the, the, the celebrated thing, as we see the wickedness all around us, as it seems sometimes to be pointless and hopeless, that you tell us to put our eyes upon you, to not let our hearts be troubled, but to look to you. And you tell us we can rest assured of the promise that it ends in victory as we stand in your presence. All because of your work on the cross of Calvary. Lord, I'm thankful that you left this little room. I'm thankful that you walked and went to a garden. I'm thankful that you went from there to the cross of Calvary. 
and secured my place. I praise you for that. I worship you for that. I pray for the men here today. Bless them today. Encourage them today. Teach them today. Let us be agents of this good news today. Use this for your glory. Lord, we love you. We worship you. And we pray you, praise you. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.